Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Imagine that you want to cook a really good meal. I'm Annie Reese. And so you go to the library to go find the best possible cookbook. This is Politico Dispatch. But you don't know where to start. You don't know what section to look in. You don't even know what kind of cuisine you want to eat. And this is agriculture reporter Jimena Bustillo. So you go to the librarian, and she's able to take you down the aisle and find you the perfect cookbook. That is what the Biden administration is trying to do with the Rural Partners Network. But instead of food and cooking, it's rural development and grants and loans. The Biden administration has secured an unprecedented amount of funding for rural development programs as part of its COVID-19 rescue package. And they're piloting new programs, hiring people in rural areas. The rural desk personnel that are going to be hired are basically like little librarians for rural development federal programs. Basically designed to act as a resource for people in rural areas looking for funding who can help connect them with programs they qualify for that they might not even know about. That does not exist right now. Right now, each person's responsible of being their own librarian. And no one can do that. No one understands the federal government. (laughs) I don't understand the federal government. And that's a lot to put on people that are volunteer public servants. So on the show today, Jimena Bustillo on the money pouring into rural development programs and whether the Biden administration will be able to see any results before they run out of funding. All these rural development programs that are often ignored by the general populace but are so vital to communities and to their growth are getting flooded with billions of dollars across all the agencies. And the Biden administration wants to make sure that even the smallest towns with the part-time volunteer mayors are able to access those dollars. The Rural Development Branch of USDA is very unique because it is the only agency that has the explicit directive to help rural America. Mm. And that ranges everything from wastewater management to rural broadband expansion, which we saw was extremely critical when students had to do school. Funding for communities to purchase fire trucks, housing loans, housing grants. It is such a very unique and diverse portfolio that USDA has. But other federal agencies also have very similar programs for small businesses, for infrastructure development, like traditional infrastructure, like roads and bridges. And so it's not just necessarily about throwing money at projects, but rather helping communities develop in a more holistic way. You know, how can you invest more in communities so that people aren't just leaving because they can't find housing, because they Mm -hmm. don't have housing, they can't build Mm -hmm. anything, they don't have health care, they don't have health access. So it really is very all-encompassing and very diverse. And I think the other interesting piece of this as well is the -the on-the-ground personnel aspect of it. USDA is one of the only agencies that has rural development offices. They have like 450 across the country. And so they have federal employees on the ground 
that should be able to walk people through all these programs, but they don't know what's going on in other departments. And so if something doesn't work out of USDA, they can ideally now be able to refer to another department, to another opportunity. And so you were mentioning that these some of these rural communities haven't necessarily gotten this federal funding before. How much of a departure is this? Does it really represent something very different historically? That's a really good question. So the difference is in the fact that this program is requiring USDA to pay for employees to work for other federal agencies Hmm. and then be located physically on the ground in different states. So there are five pilot states, including a couple Native American tribes and nations in Arizona that are a part of this pilot. It's funded by $5 million out of the regular appropriations process. So it's not COVID money and it's not infrastructure money, Mm -hmm. meaning that Congress needs to refund it and add additional money if it were to grow and expand. But unlike past attempts to reach rural America and to get money to these communities, this isn't just USDA and USDA's employees. They are requiring that any agency that is a part of this, which right now is 17 federal agencies, to have what they consider a rural desk staff person. And that person is responsible for being kind of the go-between across agencies. So if you are a part-time mayor in a town of a couple thousand and you need a grant to make repairs for your school, you can go to USDA because USDA might have some grants, but maybe you don't quite qualify for any of them. Mm -hmm. Well, that rural development rural network staff person is able to say, hold on, the Department of Education has a grant that might be better for you, or hold on, HHS might have a grant that might fit your needs and that might be better for you. Mm -hmm. Because right now what's happening is individual people on the ground need to do that process themselves if they get road a lot of work. Oh, so much work. And and you have to know where to go. You, You have to know that an agency has a program for what you need. And then if you get told no, then you need to know that another agency has a program. And there are over 400 rural development programs across all the agencies. USDA has over 40. So it's very difficult for smaller communities that might have part-time mayors whose city councils are volunteer. You know, they don't have grant writers. They don't have researchers on staff. Whereas other communities, even if they are rural, they might have that. They might just have a couple more resources Mm -hmm. to help them sift through the federal bureaucracy. This is a pilot. That's the thing to remember. This is a pilot program that's funded through the budget. But if USDA wants the capability or or gets the capability of expanding this to more states across the country and more communities, more tribal nations, Congress has to give them more money. They can't just run on $5 million if they want to put people in all 50 states not counting tribal nations Mm -hmm. or probably territories. What's the timeline here? So the first five states that are a part of the initial pilot Basically, right now, USDA is 
entering what they told me is a perpetual state of hiring. Mm. They're looking to hire about two to three people, ideally that are already located in the towns and cities that they're going to focus on and the tribal nations that they're focusing on to have someone close to the communities. But they also need to hire at least 17 D.C.-based personnel for all those agencies that are involved. Mm-hmm. At around August, they plan to add a couple more states. And so that's going to create more hiring. And although a lot of this money is ready to go, we all know that the federal government takes a while to hire personnel. It is a little bit of a tedious process sometimes. And you have to begin the education process, connecting out with communities. That doesn't just take weeks. This all takes months, maybe years. The other thing is in order to expand this program to other states and other communities, Congress needs to give USDA more money. And the recent budget proposal from the Biden administration did request $39 million in fiscal year 2023, which begins in September. Mm. But what the president wants isn't always Actually, what the isn't really gets. what the president gets, especially when it comes to appropriations. And so we talked about how it's very hard to squeeze money out of Congress. You know, appropriations is is difficult. That process. Where are the politics at on this? Like, is this likely to have bipartisan support? Yeah, that's a really good question. Based off of all the number crunching I did from what Congress appropriated during the Trump administration. Congress seems to be pretty friendly to at least keeping the status quo of what rural development program funding is. It might be difficult to kind of gauge where folks are at. I mean, I will say there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of controversy in general USDA spending, even out of the BBB program. Mm. A lot of the hiccups weren't on the agriculture provisions, even though there was spending for climate in there. They were hung up on other things. <laughs> and so I think that might make it a little bit easy for the committees to add funding to this program. But again, it just really depends on who's in power, what the priorities are, and maybe also what USDA can show it can do over the next couple months. But it is a close timeline. I mean, it's basically summer and they want to add more states in August. What does success look like? Success for this program would be that all the locations they want to pilot this year not only get personnel hired to work in those positions, but you start seeing investment in these towns and in these tribes that you didn't see before. And I think that in a couple months, that might be a lot easier to track because right now, again, there's 400 rural development programs. Mm-hmm. Figuring out where that money is completely going everywhere is very difficult, but it can be a lot easier for us to see if, you know, just five specific locations are getting money that they haven't gotten before. And that's what a lot of folks on the ground are waiting to see. They they want to know how that access is going to open for them. Or as the metaphor I heard a lot in Mississippi was, if that door gets open, and if someone is able to open that door for you and walk you inside and show you where to go. Yumina Bustillo, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you for having me. 
Today's episode of Politico Dispatch included music composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Be sure to follow Politico Dispatch if you haven't yet, and if you can, leave us a rating and review. It helps more people find the show. I'm Annie Reese. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>